ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ just in the uh just in the fourth line it, it's written krishna era it's it should be just krishna that's all not krishna era krishna hari krishna another of the many many songs written by bhakti nor thakur we can understand that so much glorification of krishna has emanated from his his pure consciousness completely absorbed in krishna well i have one question here but it's not very the end part of it is not very clear to me so if there are any other questions you can take them otherwise i'll speak extemporaneously Yeah, I have that, but the last, the last part is not clear to me what she means by we worship. Does that mean our home deities? Or, and if it, anyway, it would require some discussion. That, I'd have to ask her. Smaran nityam anityatvam. That's also what happened to Kishore. he left maybe that's from he's left maybe that's from uh, chanakya also shila prabhupad quoted that not very often but tyajya durjana sansargam bhaja sadhu samagamam ಸ್ಮರಣ್ ನಿತ್ಯಂ ಅನಿತ್ಯತ್ವಂ ಕೂರು ಪುಣ್ಯ ಅಹೋರಾತ್ರ ಸೊ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ ಇನ್ ಫಾರ್ ಲೈನ್ಸ್ ಫಾರ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ ವಿಚ್ ಆರ್ ಫೌಂಡ್ ಎಲ್ಸ್ವೇರ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಇಸ್ ಗಿವ್ ಅಪ್ ದಿ ಅಸೋಸಿಯೇಷನ್ of rascals durjana give up bad association chaitanya mahaprabhu also when he was asked about what is the proper behavior for a vaishnava he said asat sangati ag e vaishnava cha proper behavior for a vaishnava the first thing is to give up bad association asat is translated here as bad the term satsanga is common asatsanga is just the opposite satsanga good association is that which uplifts us and asatsanga 
is that which drags us down because we tend to be influenced by what we associate with. So we should choose to associate with persons who will help us to advance in Krishna consciousness. Come closer to Krishna. So, uh, that means, yeah, give up association with wicked people. And bhaja sadhu samagamam worship the assembly of good people. Of course, uh, this is a general moral instruction and what people understand by a good person and a bad person may vary from person to person. Uh, generally, the, it's understood good association in a general way outside the Vaishnava society, uh, then satsanga or it would mean people who follow dharma and asatsanga would mean people who do not follow. Re- respectable, we can say respectable people and not very respectable. Those uh, not, res- not respect, unrespectable people means those who break the rules of dharma, who engage in meat-eating, gambling, illicit sex, intoxication. All these things are considered very bad. Until recently, in India, as I've begun many sentences, beginning with that, but tradition, aitihya, is also one of the forms of Evidence in ascertaining any topic. That is not considered the, uh, the strongest, but it's an important one also. It is one of the forms of evidence. So what was traditional in Vedic culture is often, in many cases, that which we can say is the, the proper behavior for Humans. Srila Prabhupada would also quote. We find many times in his books and his conversations, he would quote that formerly in India, or even up to the present day in India, some things were not good. The rigidity of the caste system and the, uh, in some cases, the torture of the lower castes by the higher castes, that is not good. But then that's not what is prescribed by Shastra, which is the highest praman, or the central praman. That is a a mis... uh, is based on a misunderstanding or or a misinterpretation of the... uh, Charta-varnyam-maya-shrishtam the system of four varnas which was created by Krishna. 
So, uh, anyway, that point is that generally we should associate with good people, proper people. Bad association will drag us down. So, an essential... An essential, it's an essential principle. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he uh, gave five principles out of 64 angas or limbs of bhakti, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave five as principles, among which the first is sadhu sangha. Sadhu Sangha Nama Kirtan Bhagavat Shravan Mathura Vas Shraddhai Sri Murtir Sevan. These are the five most important principles that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu enunciated. The first is Sadhu Sangha, which means the same as Satsangha. Sat generally means good and Sadhu means those who are good. So actually without that association, the other items, Nama Kirtan, Bhagavad Shravan, Mathuravas, Shraddhai Sri Murti Sevan, the other items which are chanting the holy names of the Lord, hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam, residence in Mathura, and worshipping the deity with faith, these other items cannot come to the perfectional stage. Sadhu Sangha is essential. If we chant Nam Kirtan, but in the association of non-devotees or people who are not properly situated devotees or imitational, imitative devotees, then we will not get the same result as, as that of chanting the holy names with pure devotees. That we have Shadu Shanga Krishna Nam Ematra Chai Shongsha Jinite Ar Kono Bostu Nai. In Prema Vibhartha, Jagarananda Pandit states that two things are required association of sadhus and Krishna Nam. <coughs> he says, I want these two only. They are uh, sufficient to conquer over maya, to, to conquer over this material existence. There are no, there, nothing else required. Elsewhere, he, also in the Prembhavarata, he also states that Ashadu Shange Bhai Krishna Nam Nahihoi. Krishna Nam Bhaire Bhate Tabu Nam Kabunai. He states that if we're chanting the names of Krishna, but we are not in the association of properly situated devotees, or in this, then that name of Krishna is not actually the name of Krishna at all. It may appear to be the syllable, we hear the syllables pronounced, Krishna. But that is not Krishna. Krishna does not 
Krishna is not capturable. Is there such a word? It's not, it's not possible to capture Krishna just by manipulating our voice box and lips and tongue. <clears throat> just like sometimes people think that they have cap- they have go- they're worshipping the deity. I went to Vrindavan. I, I bought some deities. It got a good price, very cheap. As if you can buy Krishna. <clears throat> you cannot buy Krishna. Or someone someone told me just yesterday that they they gave a donation to the for building a temple and to to all the donors they were given a Ladu Gopal deity. So it's like a prize. Krishna is given away as a prize. <laughs> There's no such system of you can win the raffle and win a deity of Krishna. This is not not there's no access to Krishna by such Im- imaginary processes. <coughs> Krishna manifests himself being pleased by the devotion of his devotees. That's why deities, they are generally to be installed before worship. When the Acharya calls, please come, please accept worship here, then Krishna will agree to appear. Similarly, we may chant the holy names, apparently, but if our intent is not to please Krishna, then Krishna may not be pleased to appear in that sound vibration. There's a story of Srila, an anecdote of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, which is fairly well known nowadays. It was recounted by Saraswati Thakur to his own disciples that uh, once Bhaktivinoda Thakur was visiting some places connected with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are many such places throughout West Bengal. The Vaishnav Sripats, they're called. Sripats, the Vaishnav Sripats. Sripats. So there are many, especially along the bank of the Ganga. There are many. Actually, even between here and Calcutta, there are so many. Connected with different devotees, with Nityananda Prabhu and Ishwara Puri, Garadha Das, so many. Krishna Das Kaviraj. So, he, on this trip, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, sometimes he would go out to visit these Sripads, when he was residing in Calcutta. And he would take some of his sons. So on this trip, which was actually away from the Ganga, that's to, towards 
Bardhaman side. Uh, he was visiting Kuliagram, which as far as I remember, it's a long time since I went there. That's uh, near to the Memory Railway Station. Memory is the name of a place in the Bardhaman district. So, anyway, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he arrived there. He was visiting several holy places. That place is Kuliagram, that's uh, mentioned in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, that the inhabitants of that village, they would come every year to visit Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Puri. And Haridash Thakur also resided there for some time. There's a deity of Haridash Thakur there. So uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur arrived there just as evening was approaching. So he arrived just at that time. And uh, he was unknown. He was just, there was no advance party or there's no question of phoning in advance or any such thing. So he came just at the evening. And for an unexpected and unknown visitor, they, where to place him at night, just he arrived. So he was lodged in one house at the outskirts of the village. And just as night approached, all noises started and there's a severe attack of by ghost. So uh, the next morning they actually came into the village and they met some local gentlemen. In those days there were many uh, cultured, educated people living in the villages. Nowadays not mostly village people mostly means uneducated and like but in those days there are many wealthy people well educated means the Brahmins they'd be well educated in in Brahmin style, traditional style, not in Western education. So he, they went into the village, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and three of his sons, among them, one of whom was Bimala Prasad, later known as Saraswati Thakur. And local people greeted him. They could see he's by his countenance, and they could understand he's a respectable gentleman has come here. So they asked him where he had stayed the night and he said where he had stayed. He said, well, did you sleep well? And Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, yes. They said, well, how did you sleep well? That house is haunted. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur said, I chanted Hare Krishna loudly and all disturbance from the ghost went away. And not only that, but the ghost, you won't see any more disturbance from him. So they were surprised. 
because they said that ghost, that's the ghost of the pujari. One pujari used to live there. And he chanted Hare Krishna throughout his life. Then how did he become a ghost? And how did your chanting quell that ghost? So Bhaktinoda Thakur then asked, well, what was the character of that person? He was chanting Hare Krishna. What was his? He said he was not a good man. So then Thakur Bhaktivinoda quoted this, this, uh, which I just quoted here now. This, Ashadu Songe Bhai Krishna Nam Nahi Hoi. Bhai Krishna Nam Bhakti Tabu Nama Kabunu. That if one is not in association with saintly persons, or if one is not acting in a saintly manner, Krishna Nam will not manifest. Even though one says the name of Krishna, appears to be chanting Hare Krishna. Krishna, he does not agree to be present. So then they can understand that this person who has come, he's a great devotee because by by his chanting the the ghost has gone away and he he knows the he can explain it's a, a point which even though themselves they were educated in Shastra we can understand, but they couldn't understand this point. So then they asked who he was, where he had come from, and Bhaktirab Thakur gave his name, his he was known in secular circles as Kedarnath Data. So the people, well, they were very pleased to receive him. They already had heard of him because his writings uh, were well known among the uh, educated people in Bengal. He had one magazine, Sajana Toshani. Sajan is generally understood, we just quoted that, Tyaja Durjana Sangsargam, give up the bad association, Durjana. The opposite is Sajan. So Sajan is generally understood to mean a, a good person, a pious person. But in the true sense it means a devotee. So Sajjana Toshani was the magazine of Thakur Bhaktivinoda. And that means she who, Toshani means she who, the Patrika, the Sajjana Toshani is a Patrika. That You use that word in Tamil also. I heard you say that. Patrika, which... That means magazine, what is now called in English a magazine. Otherwise the word is... Patra, which simply means a leaf, you write on the and patrika means a small leaf, literally. But it's come to mean a magazine, because previously people would write on leaves. So a book would it's called a grantha, which means leaves that are written on and tied up together. Grantha means knot. K n o t. So it's Granta and Patrika. So Patrika is 
feminine term. So sajjana toshani, she who satisfies the pure devotees. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur, through the agency of this magazine, he wrote many articles. Um, Sarasrag Thakur also contributed many articles toward that magazine, which uh, for the first time in the modern age, that means the age in which such circulation of such printed magazines was possible. So it's the first time that the pure Vaishnava conclusions of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had been circulated. So it was uh, an eye-opener for many people who were inclined toward the culture of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but who were somewhat reluctant to do so, to take part in that because of the general irrespectability which was associated with the culture of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu due to the misbehavior of persons who claim to be followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur pointed out, he brought the Shuddha Bhakti Mandakini, the, the heavenly, the, the flow of pure devotion of the heavenly Ganga River. He brought that to earth. He is that, that yes, that uh, Siddhanta Saraswati would sometimes describe Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He is, he is the Bhagirat of the Shuddha Bhakti Mandakini. Just like Bhagirat brought the Ganga to this earth. So, Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur brought the flow of pure devotion to this earth. So, uh, yeah, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, as he was saying, he was, he was, uh, this point of Vaishnava Siddhanta. He was expert in Vaishnava Siddhanta. Topmost devotee. Uttama Bhakta. This, uh, that is described by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The symptom of a topmost devotee. Shastra Jukte Shunipun. Dhrida Shadhaja. Uttam Adhikari Shei Tarei Shangsha. One who is expert in Shastra Yukti. That means establishing the proper conclusions of Shastra. 
That's one meaning of Shastra Yukti. Another, well, that expert in establishing the proper conclusions in opposition to incorrect conclusions. That's also stated about Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati. That Rupa Anoga Virudha Apasiddhanta Dvanta Harin. He is praised as the remover of the darkness of the wrong conclusions about bhakti which are opposed to the conclusions or the teachings of Rupa Goswami. So, Bhakti Vinodhaka, uh, in his, by speaking, by writing, by behavior, by his personal behavior, he established what is the actual behavior of a Vaishnava, of a pure devotee, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Once here in Navadvip, regarding the, the behavior of an Uttama Adhikari, symptoms and behavior, I'm just repeating some points which are compiled in that book, Sri Bhakti Siddhant Vaibhav. So much of that, so much of the uh, what is recorded there, that took place in this land. So. These dhams, Vrindavan dham, Mayapur dham, they are the dhams, they are the abodes of Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And in this, in this way, because they are the abodes, the eternal abodes of Krishna and Krishna Chaitanya, then they are superlatively worshipable. There's, there's, what can you say more about Vrindavan and Mayapur? They're the eternal abodes of the Supreme Lord manifest in this world in which they perform their pastimes in this world. But those same dhams become more worshipable by the activities of the pure devotees in those dhams. So in Vrindavan, we have all the places of Krishna's pastimes, so many places of Krishna's pastimes, and so many places of the pastimes of his pure devotees also. So here also in Mayapur, this is the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, but this is also the place of the great devotees who are naturally attracted to live in the dhams, and particularly uh, Bhaktivinoda is the revealer of the, the dham in as much as he uh, ascertained the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And so many pastime places, what is the importance of Navadi dham and then later that was carried forward by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And 
on his order uh, in, in pursuance of his desire Srila Prabhupada established here Sri Mayapur Chandradoya Mandir So, yeah, the behavior of an Uttama Adhikari, once in Kulia, which means Navadip town, Siddhan Saraswati, this was before he accepted sannyas. He was delivering a lecture. I believe that was at the Matrika Mandir. So in those days, that was a... Uh, a common pastime, you could say. Even now in India, if there's a religious discourse, people gather and they like to hear. So, Siddhan Saraswati, he was giving a discourse on these uh, three verses from Bhagavatam. Archayameva haraye pujasya shodhaye hate. What are the characteristics of a lowest level devotee, a materialistic devotee? He worships the deity with great faith, but he does not have faith in nor does he know how to properly behave with other devotees or with people in general. Then the Madhyamadikari, Ishvare Tadadhine Ishu. The middle level devotee recognizes there is the Supreme Lord and the middle level devotee worships the Supreme Lord. The middle level devotee he recognizes who are devotees. The devotees are those who recognize their subordination to the Supreme Lord and the middle level devotee befriends or maitri has, has a relationship of mitrata which is loosely translated as friendship. Uh, so he makes friendship with other devotees. The middle level devotee is merciful to the non-devotees who are uh, simply misled, simply stupid. And the non-devotees who are envious, the middle level devotee avoids them. And the topmost level devotee is Sarva Bhuteshu Ya Pashad Bhagavad Bhavamatmanaha Pashanti Bhagavad What is that? Pashanti Bhagavad Esha Bhagavad no, the middle, third line I'm missing. Anyway. Uh, so the topmost devotee is described as one who uh, sees Bhagawan in everyone and sees everyone as a devotee. He's the topmost devotee. And the description by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of the three levels of devotees is a little different. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu describes Shadhavanjan Hoi Bhakti Adhikari Uttam Maddam Kanishta Shadha Anushari. 
one who is faithful is qualified to be a devotee. And one is classified as a topmost devotee, middle level devotee, or a lowest level or a beginner devotee according to one's level of faith. So, uh, Karnishta Adhikari or neophyte devotee is described Jaha Komal Shraddha Shekhanishta Jan Krame Krame Teho Hoibe Bhakta Utam One who has very soft faith, one whose faith can be easily changed he is described as a Kanishta devotee, neophyte devotee. But by good association, he can also come to the level of a topmost devotee. Then, uh, what is that? Jaha, Dhridhashada, Shastra, Anipun. One who is, uh, has firm faith but not very expert in Shastra deliberation. He is a middle level devotee and that I just gave that verse. The topmost devotee is one who has firm faith in Shastra and is expert in presenting Shastra conclusions, understanding and presenting. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was lecturing and uh, his lectures, I, I never saw any description of any lecture less than two hours. <laughs> that was the minimum for him and some four hours, five hours, six hours nowadays we don't have patience to listen attention span is very low because people watch TV and so TV literally makes people stupid. The effect of watching TV is to make people stupid. And stupid in such a way that they think they're intelligent, which is even... Just to be stupid is one thing. But if you generally know that you're stupid, then you're not so stupid. But if you think if you're stupid and you think you're not stupid, then you're a real mutal. A real idiot. Like in that play, right? The king thought he was intelligent, but he was stupid. Who is stupid? Who is a fool? So the uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, at that time, Siddhanta Saraswati. Actually, even before he took sannyas, he was also known as Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. But generally, as Siddhanta Saraswati, Bhimala Prasad. So he was lecturing there and he, in detail, he described the characteristics of a Prakrita Bhakta, otherwise known as Karishta Adhikari, or a neophyte devotee. Then in detail, he described the characteristics of a Madhyam Adhikari, a middle-level devotee. And when he finished that, and he said, as far as the behavior of a topmost devotee, presumably the listeners, they 
We're expecting a detailed explanation of the behavior of a topmost devotee. But Siddhan Saraswati said, there is no need to describe this. Because Gorkishaw Das Babaji Maharaj is residing here, you just see him. That's all. That's the behavior of a topmost devotee. And Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati, when he was describing this many years later to his disciples, he said, I'd been sitting there lecturing for several hours, but just when I said this, for some reason, my head turned to the side and the back, and I saw my Guru Dev sitting there listening. He didn't go in front, he didn't want to be seen by anyone. He was sitting and listening. And then, just when Siddhan Saraswati said that, he got up and left. So the, uh, we may say, well, how was Gorki Shodas Babaji Maharaj a topmost devotee? He was, how could he be expert in Shastra if he was illiterate? Well, Gorkishaw Das Babaji Maharaj, he demonstrates the principle of Vasudeva Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prayojita Hajaniatyashu Vairagyam Gyanam Chayada Haituka. By performing devotional service to Vasudeva, Krishna, that Knowledge and renunciation, they manifest automatically. They are, they are the byproducts of bhakti. Someone may perform austerities in devotional service, but austerities are not in and of themselves the cause of devotional service, but rather Detachment from this world comes about automatically from bhakti. Gorkishaw Das Prabhuji Maharaj lived such an austere and detached life, we cannot even imagine trying to imitate him. But it wasn't that he was doing that because he was trying to become Krishna conscious. He was doing that because he was Krishna conscious. There's a difference. It wasn't that he was like forcing himself to lead a very austere life. He just didn't consider living in any other way. For him, as I was saying yesterday, he was a sahajya in the true sense. If everything he did was completely natural. Sahaj means natural. Those who call themselves sahajyas, they're actually, they claim to be natural, but actually they're artificial. The true sahajiyas are the pure devotees who act without any, cons- who just act naturally in Krishna's service without any consideration of social convention. So Gorkishaw does Babaji Maharaj, although apparently not literate, but as Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasar Thakur would say, 
all the conclusions of Shastra can be contained, they're, they're manifest in one drop of dust from his lotus feet. And actually, I, he, Gorkisha, he, uh, he knew what is bhakti and what is not bhakti. He knew who was a bhakta and who was not a bhakta. Therefore, he accepted Siddhanta Saraswati. He accepted bhakti no taco. Bhaktivinoda Thakur did not appear to be highly renounced. In the sense that Gorkishaw was. But Gorkishaw would listen to Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Because Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he brought the Shuddha Bhakti Mandakini, the, the flowing Ganga of pure devotion to Krishna. He brought that through the medium of speaking, and writing. So Gorkishaw could recognize this is the real thing. So all the uh, Acharyas, the expert in Siddhanta, but again that expertise, it's, it's not like any expertise of this material world. Someone becomes expert by practice. Play the madanga. Play those bulls. You have to do them over and over again. Over and over again. And you think you're doing it nicely and you say, no. I'm doing it nicely. No. You do it for another two weeks. Go away, practice. Two weeks. Then you come back. And the teacher says, no. Not good enough. You go back and Weeks and weeks. This is, this is how to learn. And it's how to, how to learn dancing, madanga playing, basic things over and over and over again. Then go to the next stage. Then do that over and over and over again. Then, so it may seem like a tortuous system. But in the end, one learns, one becomes expert. But expertise in bhakti is not exactly in the same way. Expertise in siddhanta, it's not exactly the same way. That Because it depends also on attitude. To one, to a person who is not sincere to serve Krishna, or has some... Uh, are the ulterior motive, then other the Krishna will give the intelligence to such a person that they can formulate a philosophy or they will be attracted to a philosophy which substantiates that person's forgetfulness of Krishna or their twisted, perverted understanding of bhakti. Or, even not twisted or not perverted, but their bhakti will go to a certain point only. This is very distressful. If we say this, and we don't say this generally, among the adherents of other sampradayas, but their bhakti goes to a certain point. As far as Vaikuntha. 
generally as far as Vaikuntha. Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he would also, he brought the followers of those who were uh, worshippers of Narayan in Vaikuntha. He brought them also to be to the worship of Radha and Krishna by discussing Siddhanta. That verse is this. Siddhantas to Abhedopi. Even though according to Siddhanta, Krishna and Narayana are not different, but still there is a special sweetness in Krishna. So they have various philosophies which will they will defend according to Shastra. And there are so many so many philosophies. But the devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu they they accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teachings as topmost. And the result of that is ultimate result is Radha Krishna Prem. So we require devotees who are expert in philosophy to uphold this. But that expertise, of course study of Shastra is required, but that expertise will come Shadhavanjan Hoy Bhakti Adhikari, one who has faith. That will be revealed. The, all the conclusions of Shastra will be revealed. Yasya Deve Para Bhakti Yatha Deve Tata Guru Tasyaite Katitahyarta Prakashante Mahatmana. One who has faith, one who has devotion in the Supreme Lord and in Guru. All the conclusions of Shastra will be revealed to such a person. So faith develops by association with devotees. And that is cultivated by further association, by hearing repeatedly, by trying to understand. Grinatam chasrachayishtitam. By trying to understand. But the expertise in Siddhanta still, it doesn't come simply by practice. That is a gift. This is, that was underneath, it should be removed. It doesn't look so nice. That's one point of Indian culture that should be not adopted. The tendency to throw garbage here and there. So expertise. We find our list of our chariots. Thirty-two names are given. So. From after Lakshmi Pati Tirtha, there was Madhavendra Puri, Ishwara Puri, 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then, well, generally the third two names, but sometimes they are listed somewhat differently. Rupa Raghunath given as next. Sometimes Sarup Damodar is included there. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati. He used to... Generally, the Gorya Vaishnavas, they are known as Rupanuga, followers of Rupa Goswami. But sometimes uh, Saraswati Thakur would refer to the Swarup Rupanuga, the followers of Swarup and Rupa. Rupa and Raghunath, they are. There are so many discussions. What are, the, what are the particular contributions of the different acharyas? So Swarup, Swarup Damada, as we were discussing or mentioning this morning, he was particularly expert in Siddhanta, Siddhanta, and in finding even the subtle deviations from Siddhanta. So all the Acharya, Acharyas in that list. Rupa Goswami was not initiated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Raghunath Das Goswami was not initiated. The next in line is Kaviraj Goswami, Krishnas Kaviraj. Who he was initiated by, we don't know. He... Uh, states Nityananda to be his guru. So like this. Uh, Narottam Narottam uh, Narottam yeah, Krishnadas Narottam we know who his guru was. But he's, his guru Lokanath Goswami is not included in the list. So when it says Rup Raghunath then it's understood. It means the six Goswamis. Sometimes the six Goswamis of Vrindavan, sometimes that's said eight Goswamis, including Lokanath and Bhugarbha, who went to Vrindavan before the six Goswamis. But generally those who are in that list, Rup, Raghunath, Sanatan's not put in that list. He's definitely in the list, but his name is not particularly mentioned. So those who are in there, there have been hundreds and thousands of Vaishnava Acharyas. But those whose names are particularly put in the list after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are those who have made a particular contribution, what in Western academical terms is called a theological contribution. They shaped and developed the Gorya Sampradaya. Yes. So all the Acharyas, they were very, they are expert in Siddhanta. And, uh, yeah, this Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati says, Parampara Jano Bhalamate. We who are followers of the Vaishnava Acharyas, we should know what are their teachings. Of course, Srila Prabhupada said that mm, by reading my books, one gets in touch with the Acharyas. All the teachings of the 
the essence of all the teachings, not only the essence but many of the details also of the teachings of the previous Acharyas are in Srila Prabhupada's books. But what are the specific contributions? And what actually are their teachings? At least some devotees should study that. Maybe those who are younger, they can start. It's a big job to study all this. And then bring that knowledge to others. There is uh, one devotee, he's, he's the son of uh, one of... He's the son of a disciple of Srila Prabhupada who from a young age pushed his father that I want to learn Sanskrit. So he learned Sanskrit and he studied the Vaishnava Acharya's commentaries, particularly Vishwanath's commentaries. And he lectures widely. Uh, in, mostly in, well, he goes to the West also, but in India he lectures in Hindi. Radha Krishna is his name from. Radha Krishna Das, initiated by Sripad Gopal Krishna Goswami Maharaj. So, uh, he was born in, or he lived there in Vallabhvidyanagar in Gujarat. It's a special place. Krishna came there by himself also. So, uh, yeah, at least some de- from a young age it's more possible. Some devotees should study Shastra very deeply, not with the aim of becoming a pundit, not with the aim of becoming an expert. By study I will, I will conquer and then I will show my prowess, not with such an attitude, but in an attitude of service to Shastra service to the Acharyas, service to the Vaishnava community. Some devotees should study Shastra and then uh, they should uh, bring that knowledge to others because not everyone can study so much. Not everyone has the time or the inclination or the intelligence. But some should do that. And study goes on throughout life. It's a never-ending process. Basu Ghosh Prabhu, my god-brother who led Mongolati this morning. I didn't see him, there's so many devotees, but I, his voice is easily recognizable. Uh, he told me this many years ago in... I believe it was in Udupi area. He visited one old sannyasi who must have passed away a long time of Madhva Sampradaya. So Basugoshpur went to visit him. He's very old and he was highly reputed for being highly learned which is much appreciated in the Madhva Sampradaya. In all Sampradayas except maybe the Gorya Sampradaya, unfortunately. But Shastra learning is highly uh, appreciated. So this, the, uh, the main book which uh, establishes 
the Madhva Sampadaya principles is the Nyaya Sudha. So this devotee, sannyasi, old man, was particularly reputed to be expert in Nyaya Sudha, in understanding and explaining that. So Basugoshpur told me that once he went to impromptu, he visited that sannyasi, who was at the time 85 years old, something like this. And what was that sannyasi doing when he came to visit him? He was studying Nyaya Sutta. He'd been studying it throughout his life. He was known as an expert in that. And he was studying. So there's no end. There's no, there's no end to this. It means not that it's... Uh, not that it's, uh, in, in the sense, impossible. Just If a materialistic person heard this, they'd become disappointed. That you can never... With, with the thought that you can never fully understand, but a devotee becomes very happy. To, to even enter the ocean of Shastric conclusions... They feel themselves very privileged. That's why I was saying the other day that the, uh, it was yesterday, that uh, mostly the commentaries, the, the Vaishnava Acharya's commentaries on Shastra, they're short explanatory notes. Because the tradition of studying Shastra is not so study, self-study as it's called, Swadhyay, that's also mentioned in Bhagavad Gita. So study of Shastra by oneself is a valid process, but always considered the, the primary process is to hear Shastra explained. So that the commentaries, there would be some short explanatory notes. This word means this. In this context, this word means this. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who actually did write quite extensive commentaries. But uh, he would often, in his commentaries, he would say, uh, in this, see this verse in this connection. He would refer to another verse, maybe of another Shastra. So the idea is that there be short explanatory notes and then the devotee who is reading, he would read the Shastra and he would explain it according to what he had heard. Not only according to what he had heard, but that statement we find twice in Bhagavatam, that speakers say, I will now explain to you, Yatha Shruta Yathamati. According to what I have heard, I will explain to you. And according to Mati, which means according to one's intelligence, one's uh, inclination, one's perspective. So one hears, that is... uh, Shravan Manan Nididhyasana. 
This is mentioned in the, or in a different grammatical form, is mentioned in Chandogya Upanishad. One should hear, one should contemplate what one has heard, and uh, in having ascertained the subject, one should uh, become absorbed in that or meditate deeply on that. Vishwanath Chakravarti says that this process are for the Brahmavadis, but devotees also. They can hear the subject matter. They should contemplate what is what is being said. They should think think about it. Try to understand. And then, uh, yeah, then another word is there, Hridayanga, make it. Chitete Korea Aikya. Make that one with our heart. Guru Mukhapadma Vakya, Chitete Korea Aikya. Make the subject of Bhagavatam, of Shastra, one with our heart. So one who does that, then this expertise in Siddhanta by the grace of the, of Krishna, who is the indweller, Antayami, within everyone's heart, then uh, by the, this Dibbogyan uh, Hride Prakashito, we sing that, the, the, the spiritual knowledge we hear, but that spiritual knowledge is actually awakened or revealed in our hearts by the mercy of Guru. And then, <coughs> just like we find Bhakti Rautako, so many points, so much understanding will flow. Bhakti Rautako, he was lecturing constantly, continually is a more, well, maybe constantly, but from our perspective, continually. His flow of kirtan, he would speak, speak, speak. So, uh, that one devotee, uh, Pranavananda, who later became Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj, he said, I, I heard our Guru Dei, Bhakti Thakur, repeatedly over more than 15 years. And he would speak extensively. But always there were new ideas coming. I didn't hear. Every time he sat down, there would be new ideas coming. New new perspectives. Siddhanta Saraswati himself also spoke of the, the volcano within his heart, of the volcanic thoughts. His thoughts of Krishna, they were just coming forcefully out like a volcano. Of course, our own Srila Prabhupada, he took a different approach. He, he tried, he was dealing with different people and he gave the same teachings of Siddhanta Saraswati, of the previous Acharyas, in very simple form and he often repeated, as Krishna repeats in Bhagavad Gita, as Vyas repeats throughout Shastra, just to help people understand these points. So, uh, the 
Yes, theological contributions. Bhakti Rottako, Bhakti Siddhan Saraswati, they would discuss different points in Shastra and explain this is what this means. What's that? One fell down, yeah. Yeah, you can take this another one there. Srila Prabhupada used to have a spittoon. You know what that is? That's better. You spit. And you don't have to touch it. Once this was related to me in London, after the Prabhupada would spit in the after the class, one devotee came and took that and ate it. Srila Prabhupada said, That is not required. It's a common saying of Prabhupada. Should be done or not done? That's described in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, while dancing at Rathiyatra, out of ecstasy, foam would come out of his mouth. And one devotee, Shubhananda, who is described by Krishna Skaviraj as being very intelligent, he would catch that foam and drink it. When Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would enter Jagannath temple in Puri, just he would offer respect to Nishimha and there was a place for washing one's feet before entering the temple. So it was forbidden that anyone would come and take the water and drink it. But one devotee, Kalidas, he came one time, two times, three times and drank the water. And then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, okay, enough, stop. He allowed him. He didn't allow anyone else. Because Kalidas, he took the remnants of the Vaishnavas of Bengal, the remnants of the food of all the Vaishnavas. So he earned his blessing. People come and say, give me a blessing, give me a blessing. Do something. Earn your blessing. Why should you get a blessing? Do, some, do something to earn the blessing. Makes, not that I'll sit here very peacefully and comfortably and you just bless me and I'll get Prem Bhakti. One has to show that one is serious. Make some effort to please Krishna. It's not an easy-going process. It's, it's not that we will have a relaxed, comfortable life. Peace. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Well, that's Vedic chant. That's true. But the devotees, they pray for Ashanti. Kunti Devi prayed for non-Shanti. Who will dare to pray? We can recite, we can read Kunti's prayers. There it comes. 
विपदसंतु तशश्वत तत्र तत्र जगत गरो भवतो दर्शनं याहि अपुना भव दर्शनं we can recite the prayer who dares to actually pray like that from the heart please give me all dangers so that we will see you krishna and we will then not see repeated birth and death almost everyone prays please save me from troubles and she is praying give me all troubles and she really knew what trouble is and if you're saying give me troubles we might think well you know uh, someone calls me a bad name or something but she'd been through a very tough life she described some of those troubles what is that i'm just now not remembering the verse with hmm vishan mahagne thank you you learned kunti's prayers very good all the ladies can learn vishan mahagne purushada darshana dasat sabaya vanavasa krichita vidhe vidhe neka maharashtra jonascha what is it jonascha chasma hare birakshita she just listed a few that in when bima was just a young boy bima a young boy means he can already already has the strength of 10000 elephants just he's growing up so he was poisoned by duryodhana and company poisoned tied up and thrown in the river in the place which is full of poisonous snakes and bima escaped then the there are so many instances they described how they were put in the house which was burned down then uh, again the the rakshasa in the, they were escaping in the forest and this rakshasa hidimba wanted to eat them all actually in all the first beamer is poisoned then escaping from the house of fire all the pandavas all the other pandavas and kunti became exhausted in running away so beam just picked them all up and ran carrying them all then again the the rakshasa more than once there there was one was hidimba rakshasa then another was the uh, called baka rakshasa and bima again killed them all. so that beam came again as madvacharya and killed the demons of mayavad the mayavadis 
So Asad Sabha in the gambling match of Shakuni Duryodhana very distressful. Then they had to live in the forest. Amid much difficulty. Then the great battle where they're opposed by fighters of the Bhishma, Bhishma, Drona, Pramukhata. Great fighters headed by Bhishma and Drona. They were outnumbered. Then when all that was over and it seemed everything was finished, there's no more problem. Then Ashvatthama, he wanted to kill this, the sole survivor of their dynasty, who was Parikshit. He wanted to kill Parikshit within the womb. But Krishna protected them at all. Kunti recognized that it was Krishna who protected them. So she prayed for more difficulty. What kind of difficulties they had faced? She prayed for more difficulty. So this is Vaishnav Siddhanta. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Ashantasya Kutasukam. Where is happiness for one who is not peaceful? So that's a general statement. But for the pure devotees, Ashanti, that is the very platform of spiritual bliss. <laughs> but that's a different kind of Ashanti. The Ashantasya means one who is not peaceful, means someone whose mind is not controlled, someone who is affected by lust, greed, anger, all these things. So for such a person there is no question of happiness. But the Ashanti of a devotee means that he faces all tribulations and he finds Krishna in the, tri- in the difficulty he turns to Krishna. Krishna is always protecting us. So he finds great bliss in difficulty because there he finds Krishna. So, Hare Krishna, Shravan uh, Kirtan camp, we can finish. Now it's just a few more minutes and then everyone can join the Kirtan in the temple. Actually it starts at 6.15, Tula Siyarati. We can have Kirtan now and you can all dance and, and maybe dance like this because I'm little indisposed here physically. So thank you very much all for coming. Please come again and again to Mayapur, which is our eternal spiritual home. Best is never to leave. If we have to leave, we should remain in spirit here. Hare Krishna. All glories to His Divine Grace, Śrīla Prabhupāda. All glories to all the Vaishnava Acharyas to whom Śrīla Prabhupāda introduced us. All glories to 
ಶ್ರೀಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭು ನಿತ್ಯಾನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಆಲ್ ದಿ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಸೊ ಕೀರ್ತನ್ ರಾಧಾನಾಥ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ದಾಸ್ ಯು ಲೈಕ್ ಟು ಲೀಡ್ ಕೀರ್ತನ್ ಸೊ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಲೀಡ್ ಯು ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಸಿಂಗ್ ಕಡ್ ಯು ಸಿಂಗ್ ಅನ್ ಅದರ್ ಟೂನ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಡೋಂಟ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಐ ಜಸ್ಟ್ ಪರ್ಸನಲಿ ಇಟ್ಸ್ ಅನ್ ಆಧುನಿಕ್ ಸೂರ್ ಸೊ ವಿಚ್ ಅಫ್ಕೋರ್ಸ್ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರಾಬರ್ಟ್ ಸೆಟ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಚಾಂಟ್ ಇನ್ ಎನಿ ಟೂನ್ ಬಟ್ ಭಕ್ತಿ ನೋ ಠಾಕೋ ವಾಸ್ ರಿಗ್ರೆಟಿಂಗ್ ಅಟ್ ದಟ್ ಟೈಮ್ that so many different tunes are being introduced so is bhakti vinod right or prabhupad right they're both right that means generally we can sing any tune but uh, there are specific tunes which are uh, we can understand from this shila prabhupada encouraged devotees to you like this musical tune okay you sing but bhakti vinod tako uh well he was dealing with different class of people but he he knew the tunes of the acharyas which are those that krishna liked so there are many cinema tunes and all this kind of thing which it's better to sing those which are actually they're given in shastra different rags and all this anyway sing some 